If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. What in the world is wrong, by the way, with CNN? We'll talk about them this morning. We'll talk about Biden. We'll talk about hydroxychloroquine. Uh, We'll talk about lots of other things as well. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Show for those of you that don't watch the program live or on demand, so long as our friends at Facebook allow us to do that. I hope you had a great weekend. We are in store, um, they're telling us, for a very, very difficult week concerning the concerning uh, the numbers of Cases and deaths of are related to coronavirus, COVID-19. And in the midst of all that, last night, of course, Trump uh, takes to the podium to answer questions, to make, uh, give updates, that sort of thing, and at the White House. And I turned this, uh, I, I watched, I didn't get to watch all of it last night, but I watched a portion of it. And I flipped back and forth between Fox. Actually, I flipped to CNN because I wasn't sure. I honestly wasn't sure if CNN was airing these because I'd seen so much pressure on CNN not to air this. How dare they give the president of the United States the opportunity, the opportunity to speak to the American people about what is going on with coronavirus. After all, as we've been told, this is nothing more than the the new um, I guess you could say the new forum for President Trump and his – well, instead of being able to go on stage at these rallies, this is the new Trump rally. That's what we've been told. Of course, if by Trump rally they mean press back against the media when they present a false narrative, whenever they take things out of context or report, as Trump would say, for uh, fake news – that, of course, is is accurate. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I flipped this thing over to CNN. Got a screenshot. I, sh- I saved this. I posted this on Facebook. So Trump's up there, right? So we're, we've got the, the, the worst week coming, they're telling us, coronavirus. In fact, the Surgeon General has said that this is comparable, be prepared to something like Pearl Harbor, or 9-11 when talking about this week. And there are estimates that show 
I mean, it looks like the projection is about uh, on the, the apex day, which they believe will hit this week. There will be 25, 2,600 people that, that, that die as a re- result of COVID-19. There are some of those estimates that go up to, I think, slightly over 4,000, maybe even to 4,500 in one day. And there are also um, some lower projections as well that show I think even best case if, if that's the, if that's how we can say it here it looks as though there's going to be 1500 to 2000 people heck we had 1500 close to 1500 pass away from COVID-19 over the weekend so that's the background the backdrop for this that is you know Trump is trying to um, calm fears he's trying to remain strong and hopeful, which is a good thing. Obviously, you don't want to be ignoring realities, which I don't believe that Trump is, but some, of course, will say that and find whatever they can they can make their case here. But as I flip this over, CNN, 729 Eastern last night, I got the screenshot here, it says, Trump continues to push unproven drug for virus. So, that's it's a breaking news headline. This is at the press conference. Trump standing over here, waiting to get back to the podium. And the headline reads: Trump continues to push unproven drug for virus. That's the headline. That's the breaking news. Now, meanwhile, so so what is this about? This is about the drug hydroxychloroquine. Which I'm sure that you've read and followed on, you know, followed some things on this. This appears to be a very promising, albeit not a guaranteed treatment for coronavirus, for COVID 19. And the way that the media touts this or talks about this, the way that, well, let me, so, so Trump talks about this. Trump is, Trump is trying to, again, um, speak calm, give people hope, talk about something that has been demonstrated. Now, it's not been demonstrated through medical trials yet, but see, the, the, the thing is it cannot be at this point because we simply haven't had the time to conduct official medical trials. Now, this goes back quite a way, quite a ways back because Trump has been touting this for some time as a potential, as a potential. And I, look, I watch many of these Pressers, I feel like he's been consistent on this. He's been optimistic. He said he has hope in it. I feel like it's going to work. But at the end of the the day, he says, "I, you know, there's, it's it's not." He admits that it's not been tested for treating COVID nineteen. There's no way. There's no way to do that yet. I mean, they're trying to do that, but there's no way to have the data yet, and so. CNN decides that the headline should be Trump continues to push unproven drug for virus, unproven drug for virus. In fact, you may recall a week or two ago, there was a couple, I believe, in Arizona that consumed some sort of a pet fish medicine, I believe, a a treatment that's used for fish. I think it was for koi fish. And the husband and wife were had apparently heard about hydroxychloroquine, and the wife had remembered, you know what? I remember seeing that ingredient 
in. I think, again, it was some sort of a fish medication or something that they threw into the pond. I'm not really specifically sure, but she went and grabbed the container of it, and her and her husband decided to take this, decided to take this. It killed her husband. She had to go to the hospital. From what I I believe she's recovered, but I've seen her interviewed and, and read stories and so forth. Turn out that these folks are donors to the Democrat Party. Look, I mean, I point that out only because, only because folks want to tie Trump to this. I think, I think some folks were saying because Trump touted this, he was basically, basically suggesting to people, "Hey, however you can get this stuff, take it." Of course, taking it out of fish food or fish medicine is not the same thing. I don't even think it's. It wasn't even the same compound or whatever the correct way of saying that is but nonetheless these people did this because of because of the and of course they were taking it before they even had any symptoms of COVID-19 they were trying I guess to use it as a uh, preventive sort of measure so there was a point in time when I was reading the headlines it seemed the stories seemed to suggest that Trump basically because of his touting of this medication was was kind of suggesting to them, I guess, was the position some of these radical journalists was ta- were taking, that this is something that that Trump was indirectly responsible for, or in some cases, I, I suppose they believe he was directly responsible for it. Anyhow, this is the backdrop. But again, once they once it was reported that they were Democrat donors, I think that that became less likely but still this is where we find ourselves with this hydroxychloroquine this talk about the drug and i don't understand i mean i do i think i think what we have here i think what we have here is you have fauci who's not going to come out and say that this drug works until there is data right and there's no data until there's testing and there's no testing now because well we haven't had time to have said testing and so Fauci's not going to say it works, and understandably so. However, he has indicated that there are reasons to to think that this might, I don't know, be an effective treatment without saying that it is, without encouraging people to talk to their doctors about it or whatever. Trump, on the other hand, he hears this. He thinks about this, I think, more as a as an average person and says, look, I mean, if I... If I read stories on people who were or about people who were on there literally dying, literally there was the, the first story I heard about this outside of the, the French saying that it had helped 78 out of 80 patients. The first story that I read about this here in the United States was a man, I believe, in I think he was in Florida. I could be wrong on the state, but he said, you know, he had said goodbye to his family. He was hours away from death, and the doctors decided, let's go ahead and try this hydroxychloroquine as a form of treatment. And they provided this to this individual, and he said within hours, within hours, it was like, I think he said 4.30 in the morning. They gave it to him late at night. He had said goodbye to his family from what I remember from the story, thinking he was hours away from death. Instead, after the treatment of hydroxychloroquine, he had a remarkable turnaround, felt remarkably better. Now, does that mean that it will work for the masses? No, it does not. Does that mean it's something that might be worth paying attention to? Yes, it does. Does that mean, does that mean if you are 
if you know this information and someone is in a dire situation where they are moments, hours, or whatever away from possible death that they shouldn't consider taking this, I don't, I don't understand how that could possibly be the interpretation. Of course, CNN is simply fixated. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Now they got a story out on it. Trump doubles down on unproven drugs to treat virus. Meanwhile, if you flip, if you just scroll down, I, I saw it earlier this morning on CNN. So Trump cannot tout <clears throat> cannot tout a drug um, that cures the virus, but I or that, that he thinks may cure the virus. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's a new treatment using plasma from people who were infected with coronavirus that I saw earlier on CNN. I don't see it on here now. Maybe they caught the. Uh, maybe they caught the uh, the double standard here. But earlier on CNN this morning, I saw a story that said that that touted this plasma treatment. Now, to me, these things are irreconcilable. Maybe the plasma treatment uh, treatment will work better. You take plasma from people who had uh, the disease. The plasma, as I understand it, would have the antibodies that then could be transfused into another infected person whereby giving them at least theoretically here this has happened with other uh, other viruses this has been a an effective a- approach in the past giving people who have covid-19 antibodies in their system that begin to fight back fight back this disease and and give them a chance at survival so that's a promising promising thing as well um does not mean does not mean either that that's been proven because it it hasn't been in the sense of medical trials and so forth but if you've been if if again the the spectrum of this is is really remarkable of covid-19 you've got half of the people now they say that basically are asymptomatic so then out of the other half of the people you have something like 40 Forty plus percent of those folks just you know they, they may not they don't feel well, uh, but they don't have to go to get hospitalization. And it's roughly I think it's about ten percent of the PF people have to seek hospitals you know attention from the hospital. Maybe it's a little bit less than that. And then there's a percentage of those who end up on a ventilator, and a percentage of those who end up who end up succumbing uh, to the COVID nineteen disease. And so the thing is, as you move through that progression, depending upon how this virus attacks you as an individual, if you have been diagnosed with COVID-19, and you keep moving further down that spectrum to where you're on the on a ventilator or you know one of the people that they believe is going to die from this, I don't understand. I don't understand medical uh, tests or not. You know, having case studies and clinical trials or not, why you would not consider these things if you were a medical professional or the patient requesting hey can we try one of these treatments i understand that this isn't guaranteed to work but at this particular point in time i as a as a free person would would sign off on any of the risks that are associated here because i think the risks of my passing away from this are greater greater than what other whatever other sort of side effect or negative consequence may come from the drug, especially hydroxychloroquine, which which is really what Trump was saying from the beginning. Hydroxychloroquine, 
He never said it's been used to treat this for years. He said it's been on the market for years for other treatments, and he's right. Meaning, and the reason that matters is it's not a new drug. It's not something that we don't know how it affects when someone takes it. People have been taking it for other conditions. So what's wrong in doing this? This is, to me, um, I, I just think, again, I go back to this headline on CNN. They make it sound like Trump is touting a drug. Um, what's it say here? Trump continues to push unproven drug for virus. I just think that's a bizarre way of putting it, especially when it could literally, quite possibly, it could save someone's life. I'm not saying that it will. I'm not saying it's the silver bullet. I'm simply saying it it might be for some people. It might be for a lot of people. It might be for almost all people. We don't know. Yes, and it's time to take a break here. We don't know. But to put it this way, to me, it just it shows the inability for the producers at CNN to see through uh, to, to see the world any other way than through their political lens. I think this is sickening. I think this is sad. I think this is – you talk about costing lives. I mean this may, if they push this idea that it's quote-unquote unproven, which I get on one – since it is because there's not been clinical trials. But anecdotally, that still accounts for something in the world of common sense. Anyway, what if what if people don't take this because they're afraid of – the drug when they should be more afraid of COVID-19 in in the extreme cases where people are on ventilators or facing, in some cases, imminent death, according to doctors and uh, uh, healthcare professionals. Anyway, I've got to take a time out long in the segment. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. I know that coronavirus, COVID-19, has dominated, and rightfully so, the things that you're hearing about, the things that we're talking about on this program. But I should also should also point out, and I know that tax time has been extended here to July 15th, but next week, next week is actually tax day here in the United States. And so if you haven't had your taxes done, again, it's been extended, don't misunderstand, but still, um, you, you may not have gotten your taxes taken care of yet. Many of you may have. I know folks are uh, have different timetables, especially if you own businesses. Maybe you're a little bit slower to get those things cranked out, as we often are. But I, can, I encourage you, if you don't have an accountant or you're looking at someone to help with your taxes, I can encourage you to check out our friends at Midwest Tax Group. Now, Jody... And his team, they've been helping us with our taxes. I don't, I would say 10, 10 or so years, maybe even longer. Midwest Tax Group here in central Indiana. They have multiple offices. You can call them at 317 288 5260. 317 288 5260. Or visit their that's MW for Midwest, MWTaxGroup.com, MWTaxGroup.com. Be sure to tell them that, that Todd sent you. So I want to get back. There's a story here We're talking about this hydroxychloroquine situation. CNN presents it in a way that says that Trump is, is touting an unproven drug. 
almost makes it sound like he's one step away from telling people to, uh, you know, treat themselves with crystals and uh, to, I don't know, to, to use some other sort of pseudoscience, which of course is not the case at all here. Instead, he's touting a drug. He's talking positively. I don't want to say that he's even touting it, but he's speaking optimistically and positively about a drug that has, in some cases, anecdotally, from what we understand, saved lives. This is no small feat, no small task, no small thing. This is a big deal. CNN, Jim Acosta, can always count on my friend Jim Acosta, Caitlin Collins, uh, actually, this morning is when they ended up posting this this thing about about one thirty this morning. Heated disagreement breaks out in Situation Room over hydroxychloroquine. There was a heated disagreement in the Situation Room this weekend over the efficacy of the anti-malaria drug hydroxychloroquine, but multi uh, multiple sources say it was mostly one-sided as President Trump. Uh, Trump's top trade advisor, Peter Navarro, feuded with other officials over the drug's unproven effectiveness to treat coronavirus. The debate is not a new one inside the coronavirus task force, and medical experts have repeatedly explained to the president that there is a risk in enthusiastically touting hydroxychloroquine in case the drug doesn't ultimately work to combat the virus. What is the risk, by the way? friends at CNN, Jim Acosta, what's the risk to someone who's terminal, who doesn't have any other source of hope? I'm wondering what the risk is there. Can you calculate that for us, Jim Acosta? I tell you, this really ticks me off to think that we have people, and you think about this, there are people with this disease, this terrible COVID-19, who are terminal, who are terminal, and Jim Acosta Jim Acosta is, and whoever this, Caitlin, what's her name? Caitlin Collins. I love when journalists write things together. Caitlin Collins, um, they're concerned about it not working. What else is going to work in that situation? I'm curious, Jim Acosta. What in the world else is going to work? Should we just say, well, we're sorry because the clinical trials haven't demonstrated without any sort of question whatsoever that this might cure your condition, that this might stop you from succumbing to COVID-19? What do you what do you suggest we do in this circumstance, Jim Acosta? I this this is really infuriating to me. It really is because I think you should be able to understand. Look, there are no guarantees. You get this and as again, it's a, it's a progression. Half of people don't even have symptoms. Half of the people that get this from what we've been told from initial research, which, by the way, CNN will post stories about that. We don't even know that. How do we know any of this stuff? We haven't had a, a scientific study that, that can really determine all these things that we're talking about. But the one thing they latch onto that they know, they know is a problem is hydroxychloroquine. It's really pathetic if you ask me. So you have someone, as you move down that continuum, say it is right, say half people don't know they have it. Out of the other half, the vast majority of those folks, say 40 out of the remaining 50%, don't need hospitalization, maybe 40, even 45. But say 5 to 10% need hospitalization, a couple percent need ventilators, and then the mortality rate of individuals who get this is 
again, we're still learning what all that is, but say it's somewhere in the vicinity of 1%, somewhere. Some people say it's like 0.7%. Some people say it's 1 point something percent. Somewhere in that vicinity, 1%. What do we say for those people that are down at that end of the spectrum? What is, do, do, do you care? Would you care if, if this drug, if, if it worked for 73 other people or as the medical, as the professional in, in France said, he treated 80 patients with it and 78 of them showed a positive response to it. Now, I understand that there's a clinical trial process, and they were saying that this trial was not conducted in a way that reaches the same levels of certainty. But at some point, at some point, if you have 78 people out of 80 that take this drug that are at the end, I mean, look, we're talking about people who aren't by definition in the first 50% because the asymptomatic people don't even seek treatment. We're talking about people who have been moving down that progression if 78 out of 80 of them showed positive results to this why i mean it'd be criminal in my estimation not to let people know this cnn i don't see why you can't do this both ways i don't know why you can't say there's reason to have hope about this i mean i know why they don't want you to have hope they want you not to have hope because their narrative is trump is a lunatic trump is an unfit for office trump is telling people things that are dangerous trump is costing people their lives. But I'm telling you right here and now, if this drug turns out to be one that helps people, these stories right here are costing people their lives. And that to me is completely, absolutely, unequivocally reprehensible, deplorable, Jim Acosta. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. I've got to take a break. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. I was all over the break. I went back and pulled this story up. This is at the New York Post. This is a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I think we touched on this maybe briefly. Florida man, it was a Florida man with coronavirus, says drug touted by Trump saved his life. March 22nd, 1147 p.m. It says this, a man, a Florida man diagnosed with coronavirus claims he was saved from certain death by anti-malaria drug, by an anti-malaria drug touted as a possible treatment by President Trump. Rio uh, Giardini, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Giardini uh, Nieri, 52, told Los Angeles Fox 11 that he struggled with horrendous back pain, headaches, cough, and fatigue for five days after catching COVID-19, COVID possibly at a conference in New York. Doctors at the Memorial Regional Hospital in South Florida diagnosed him with the coronavirus and pneumonia and put him on oxygen in the ICU, he told the outlet. After more than a week, doctors told him there was nothing more that they could do. And on Friday evening, he said goodbye to his wife and three children. My goodness, this this infuriates me, CNN Jim Acosta. So by the way that you you write about this drug, the way that Jim Acosta and the jokers at CNN write about this drug, they would want to put, I guess, doubt in this man's mind. 
as he said good mm, goodbye to his wife and three children. That that's personal to me. That's I got a wife and three kids. I was at the point to where I was barely able to speak and breathing was very challenging. I really thought my end was there. Then a friend sent him a recent article about hydroxychloroquine, undoubtedly, by the way, one not written by the jokers at CNN, not Jim Acosta, who I'm starting to believe is an absolutely not going to go down that road. Back to the article here. A prescription drug that's been used to treat malaria, malaria for decades and autoimmune diseases like lupus. Overseas studies have found it to be pro- a promising treatment, a promising as a treatment for COVID-19, though it hasn't been approved by health officials. There's this right there. That's that's the statement, folks. That's the statement to take away from this. Overseas studies, if you want to take out the word overseas, that's fine as well. It doesn't really matter where these studies are. It just means that some people have studied it and they find it to be promising for treating COVID-19, even though it hasn't been officially approved by health officials here yet. But it saved this guy's life. Saved this guy's life after he said goodbye to his wife and three kids. So let that sink in. Trump last week said he was instructing the FDA to fast-track testing of hydroxychloroquine and a related drug, chloroquine, as a a treatment for COVID-19. So I'm going to repost. I'm going to post this. I I just keep thinking about this. What type of pathetic journalist, what type of pathetic network talks about this the way that they are? Why in the world would your headline, your breaking news headline, CNN, just absolutely reprehensible and pathetic? Trump continues to push unproven drug for virus. What do you think that conveys to people? Like someone else who right now, maybe last night, this morning, God forbid, had to say goodbye to his wife and family or her husband and kids or whatever the case may be. And they've been reading and listening to CNN, and they, they think that you know, there's no point in even asking this because it's unproven. It's, it's Trump up on stage trying to get people to think he's fixing this coronavirus crisis. Talk about real life and death, folks. There it is. And our friends at CNN are on the wrong side of this thing again. My goodness, this ticks me off. I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host. And look, again, I'm not saying you tout this thing as the cure of all things. It may not work. But again, the, the, the line from this article is exactly what needs to be said. It was said to this guy, effectively, we'll try it. Saved his life. Overseas studies have found it to be promising as a treatment for COVID-19, though it hasn't been approved by health officials. Hasn't been approved. We don't know. There have been people who have responded positively in your condition. I don't know what else to do. This is a doctor talking to a patient. If I was you, I would think seriously about undergoing this particular treatment. What on earth? What on earth is unproven about that, CNN? That is, that is the fact. Those are the facts. Individual can make a decision. They could, they could take the drug and they could still succumb to COVID-19. They could take the drug, drug and have you know a, a slow rebound. They could take the drug and have an overnight rebound like this gentleman did. We don't know. We don't know. 
So in that sense, it is unproven. But words mean things, and narratives mean things. And the intent of this is to make people think again, believe their narrative that Trump's up there over his head trying to show people that he, in fact, has done things or there's things in place that are going to save people from this terrible COVID-19. They just don't they, – they, they cannot come to grips with that. They cannot take their political lenses off for five seconds and say, you know what? This might be a good thing. We don't want to tell you that it is because, hey, we don't know. But there are reasons to think that maybe, just maybe, just like they did with this plasma treatment, same stinking thing. Maybe the plasma treatment's a thousand times better than this. I don't know. But to act like these things are unproven and to suggest that they're dangerous, which, by the way, is not what Fauci is saying. He's, just, he's not going to say anything until he sees the, the data. That's what he does. He analyzes the data. And he says, let's, let's proceed now that I know what the data is. But you can't get data without people testing it. And if you don't have time to test it, what do you do for people that are on their deathbeds? Especially when there's other people who have been on their deathbeds who have been helped, helped by this drug, who have had remarkable life-saving turnarounds. What in the world is wrong with people who don't see it like this? I, I, it's beyond me. It really is. Now I'm taking a break. When we get back, I want to shift gears here just a little bit. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Now, I know with everything going on here, it's easy to forget, difficult to remember, that the Democrat Party are actually is is actually trying to host a primary. I know all these primary dates have been rescheduled and all this sort of stuff, and there's real questions as to what happens moving forward, especially with the convention, with their convention in where is it, Milwaukee, I believe, this year. So ABC News, you may have seen this. Biden says 2020 convention may be virtual and he will wear a mask in public amid COVID-19 outbreak. So I was actually thinking that the idea of Joe Biden being a being a virtual candidate um that there's something about that that resonates with me. I can I can relate to this idea of Joe Biden being a virtual candidate because he's not a real, not a real candidate. And this guy, this guy is, you talk about a problem. I, I even saw an article. You know, I watch, I watch UFC, not as much as I used to. UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship. In fact, during this quarantine or whatever you want to call it, the social distancing here, I've gone back and watched some of the old fights that they've been airing. I was a huge Huge Anderson Silva fan. That just the greatness of that guy in the octagon, I think, is truly unmatched. Now, his cockiness got the best of him, but there was truly I no athlete. This guy was dominant in the in the class of of Usain Bolt uh, during his particular you know reign as the one hundred and two hundred world champion, Olympic champion, and so forth. So. I know Joe Joe Rogan from not personally, but I know him from 
really primarily through listening to him on UFC. I don't listen to his his show, although I've heard parts of it before. But I found this interesting. Fox News reporting Joe Rogan would vote for President Trump over Joe Biden, saying, I don't think he can handle anything when talking about Joe Biden. Maybe that's what Joe Biden means whenever he talks about being having a virtual convention. And I think he's the virtual candidate because, again, he's not he's not a real candidate. The guy cannot at this particular point in time string together a coherent Paragraph. I'm not going to say a coherent sentence because he can get by with a sentence or two. But if it's beyond that, it is really, I mean, he, he forgets what he's saying midstream. He forgets who his wife is, who his sister is, confusing the two of them. He forgets what our founding documents are called, Right. You know the thing, the whatever that thing is, the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. You know, you know the thing. On and on this goes. This is an embarrassment to the Democrat Party. And again, I've said on here before, the Democrats have long known that if Biden's their candidate, that they need to have a strategy to keep him out of the limelight. Now, this, of course, is nothing anyone could have predicted, but one of the, I guess consequences that they are politically that they're content with is the fact that he doesn't have to be in the limelight because he's been trying now it's it's to the point to where people almost forget he's running for president so that's not that's not good but every every time they try to put this guy on on stage and make it look like from his the basement of his home he's the president of the united states has to have joe tapper or excuse me jake tapper tell him how to cough into his elbow Mr. Vice President, your administration is the one that taught me how to do that back during the time of H1N1, swine flu. You guys taught us how to do that. You can't even do that. He couldn't go 30 seconds without rubbing his face. He said it was okay because he was at home and apparently all by himself. Virtual candidate. I think that that is probably a something I could I could accept. Joe Biden is a virtual candidate because God knows he's not a real candidate. Anyway, we'll see how this uh, plays out, but a virtual convention might be possible. They've already delayed it until August, but again, you can't push these things out too much further. Then there's questions about mail-in ballots and all this sort of stuff, which um, get ready for that kind of talk as we get closer closer to November, which of course could create all sorts of voter fraud issues and some some real discussion and concern to be had regarding these things, but I've got to take a break. Long in this segment, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. This idea, this idea of Biden being the Democrats' virtual nominee for president, I think there's something to this because it's the – I mean, look, he's going to be the nominee. Now, I know that there's murmurings of a Cuomo nomination. Some people think that they're going to have someone else, say, like Michelle Obama, come in and save the day from Joe Biden and all this kind of stuff. But the truth is – the truth is they're stuck with Joe Biden. They're stuck with Joe Biden unless there's something really, really incredible that happens here in the next couple of months. 
but they're kind of stuck with with Biden being their nominee. And I think I think since nothing this guy has said has any semblance of reality, virtual is the way to describe it. Anyway, got to wrap up here. Thanks for listening. SDG, see you in a few.